0: Good morning, Elsie.
1: Good, good morning to you, Jess. How's it going?
0: Great. <laughs> How's it going with you?
1: <laughs> How's it going well, with you? I'm good because today I am not at home, so we have good, decent Wi-Fi and that's always it's great. A miracle. I'm in Pittsburgh right now with um, decent Wi-Fi, so that's good. But we do have to let everybody know what our situation is for today, right? So that we can just set them up and let them know what up i
0: mean it's probably best yes Um,
2: okay your producers hung over because of the eagles game last night i know i know okay Mm -hmm. oh that's not it totally
1: no that totally (laughs) that totally went over the majority of our audience's like head i was like what eagles what did they what are eagles just kidding
0: (laughs) (laughs) the Uh, eagles uh, are philadelphia uh, football for those of you who don't care right (laughs) Ah, yes, yes, yes. And, uh, yeah. So, no, it's because my little boy and I both have a little bit of a cold, and it was pouring rain this morning, so I decided to keep him home, thinking that I could just turn the TV on, and he would be angelic and quiet, and so what did he do but break out his little toolbox and start hammering? Of course. Like, right before we record.
2: As boys do. And he
0: also asked me, as boys do. But this one, yeah, I mean, normally... I don't know. It's because I tried to get him to be quiet that he's doing. He can hear it. Yeah. That's Isaac, come hard. on, buddy. We don't mind. He's mad because he asked if I would play with it with him, and I said I had to work. So he's. Pu- I'm being punished. This is all <laughs> passive aggressive.
1: <laughs> oh, my on, gosh. Bud. At least he come stopped on. because, I mean, meaning... Um, mine doesn't do that. She's just in my face. Come on, mom. Come on. Oh, it's just one more to just one day, de- like one lit. Le- and I'm like, oh, stop. See, so- he just
0: turned the gears and looked at me like, wah, wah. because oh. it's making noise. Mm. So I know he's doing it on purpose.
1: Well, we got to do what we got to do. Yes, we do.
0: So looks like we got a lot to get into today. Um, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Where do you want to start? We got all kinds of stuff happening. I was in New York last week, so I recorded with Rob instead of you. That was weird, being the both of us not having an Elsie. It was weird for both of us, I think. <laughs> it's not weird when I'm with other people, but when I'm with Elsie's other co host, I think it was odd. It felt it was, a little odd.
1: Well, I have to say, Jess, you did a fantastic job. That was a like, uh, we at this moment, because Thank we're you. recording on when we're recording on Tuesday, we usually record on Wednesdays, but. Which means that the episode's really only been out for a day, the the one that Mm -hmm. you're talking about.
2: Mm -hmm. But,
1: But what I wanted to see is if we got any feedback because I really got a lot from that episode. I mean, there was just a lot of really great tidbits of information that I think would really benefit a lot of people.
0: Yeah, one of my podcasters who has made a mistake in the past sent me a note that says, I totally know you're talking about me. Please don't ever say you're dead to me. To me. (laughs) And I was like, you're never going to be dead to me. Because she's one of the few that has made a mistake like one time and then like is spending the rest of her life guilty and trying to correct it. Yeah. So she's fine. But like there has been, I mean, she was like, please tell me there are others besides me. And I was like, many, many, many others. It is not yeah. just one or two of my shows. Many of them make mistakes because, I mean, people are human, yeah. of course. But, you know, it's like Rob said, like there does have to come a point where you're just like, this isn't working. You just have a learning disability or something <laughs> is stopping us from giving you the correct instructions and you following through. So, yeah. Well,
1: you know, I mean- if you really think about it in, in this way, Jess, think about – what it takes like to be a great, like somebody who's been hired to do a commercial, right? Somebody who has been hired to do a commercial in both on radio and somebody who's been hired to do a commercial like on TV. So there's auditions, there's people that actually sit there and choose people that can best deliver the product, Because, you know, whenever a commercial is really great, there's either something really fun in the way that it was put together or a lot of the time actually it relies on the talent. The person who's delivering the content at that time is very good at sounding natural and sounding absolutely like, oh, it's no big deal. They're just talking about a specific thing. Now imagine just grabbing any old person (laughs) on the road, on the street, and just having them sell something. So true. And so that's what we are right now doing because there is no, let's get the professional person to come in and sell this product. They are essentially grabbing someone who's doing something inside of a show and they may or may not be good at it. It's different than, you know, doing a show like you and I are doing right now is way different than selling an ad. I mean, Mm -hmm. some people can do it really well, but some people just don't have the skills. Yeah. So... You know, And I'm not saying that you can't get the skills. It's just if you think about it that way.
0: It is glaringly obvious to me that I have to sort of teach the skills, I think. Yeah. You know, that there needs to be like a how to be a good advertiser or spokesman or, you know, whatever the name for that is. I like to say spokesman or paid endorse. What's the word? Uh, Yeah, you're a spokesperson. You're Mm -hmm. how to be a good spokesperson for the products that are advertising on your show because... There's a lot more that goes into it, I think, than people realize. Yep. A lot and,
1: more. And I mean, and, and I think also speaking from the other side of the spectrum, from the advertiser side of perspective or that kind of stuff, in order for the, the, the talent to deliver, there also needs to be an understanding of the way that the show is put together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, times um, when they are. Uh, you know, that the producer might have a timeline. Like, there's times even within, you know, movies and TV shows where if somebody wants to work with a specific actor, they're going to have to wait till they're done with whatever it is that they've already committed to doing. So, mm. usually it's not like, I mean, there are sometimes negotiations where they'll fly an actor over to do a guest star on another show, but that's like, It's going above and beyond everything, especially if they expect that actor to deliver. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, So
1: there has to be an understanding also that there are also ways that like our show can really support um, advertising. You know, we have a lot of breaks. uh, We have segments in the show where they naturally kind of fall into place. But if you're doing something like like my other podcast, like Elsie's Yoga Class, like there's one break. That's it. Right. Like there's no I'm not going to be able to do a uh, mid roll on that. That I'm not going to.
0: But so you can either be fussy about your content or you can want to make money and a living with advertising. It can't be both.
1: Right. I think you know who who did I a think real- podcasters
0: okay. think they can No, no, don't be sorry. I'm just saying like you could. There's always a way. My ex-husband always used to say I can't means I won't. And there's always a way where if you really wanted to make money with advertising, you would interrupt your class somehow with a mid roll. You would just say, hold that pose. We'll be back in a second. And then you would do another bumper that said, okay, thanks for your patience and we're back. And then you would just continue with the class. Like you could do it in every show, find a middle way, you know, somewhere after the 10 minute mark before the ending and just stick it in there and stick a few in there if you want to make money. If you don't, and you're just like, well, I can't interrupt my content. I'm not going to do this to my listener. Fine, then make money a different way. Right. That's all.
2: Can I butt in from the editor's standpoint too? Yes, Because if you do an interview, and you have to have a mid-roll, and you just do a 30-minute interview, and don't leave a space, then the editor's got to crowbar that add-in. So there's got to be, if you're going to record and you know you're going to have an, an ad in there, you almost have to say, okay, well, hold that thought. We'll be right back That's after exactly this brief right. message. And then when it comes back, say, okay, we're back and we were just talking about this and then ask another question. Give the editor a spot to make a break to do this because what happens is what I've done in the past, and some of it's not the person's fault because they've already had these interviews in the can and now they have an advertiser. So what I have to do is, and I use music breaks, like I'll start to fade up some music and as it goes, you know, as as they answer a question, then I fade up the music, then fade down, go into the break and then come out of the same thing with music. It's the only transition that I can make that doesn't sound like it's crowbarred in there.
0: I gave my old editor verbal transitions and i said pick a time in i said pick a time in the middle that seems like a good time to break and he would go around the middle mark and he would listen and then he would stop the thing and then you would hear me saying we're going to stop right there for commercial break we'll be right back and then he would play my ad and then he and then i had another piece he would say to say okay now back to the program that's it
2: that's perfect it was the same
0: every time
2: yep that's perfect
0: I didn't make it a part of the conversation. You know, like I didn't have to supply him with anything special. I think the music fade up and down is brilliant. That's a perfectly good way to do it.
1: I think that I was just going to mention that before, you know, when John was chiming in here, it's, it's interesting because if this is like, this would be a really great idea for somebody who is just starting out that Really wants to at some point have sponsors on the show. And you have to remember that sometimes maybe it could be as simple as brought to you by or something like that, where really it's maybe your own stuff. Maybe it's your own stuff that you're putting in there. Maybe at this time you don't have a proper sponsor or whatever. But from the get go, to do what John was talking about, which is it's something that, um, I was just on a show. I was just on Awarepreneurs. I don't think the episode has come out yet. And what Paul did was, you know, it was a pretty long conversation, but he was really focused in on making sure that it was almost to the T to an hour. And as we were having the conversation through, he was able to kind of guide me through all the points that we were talking about. And then in the middle... He just said like, wow, that was really great. Let's hold off just a moment and we will be right back. And he was so great at being able to kind of stop. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that there were sponsors here. And maybe there aren't. I don't know. <laughs> but right. um, but he really just made a point and we just took a couple of seconds and then he just continued. And the way that he took control of that entire process, it didn't make it feel not natural like it because you would think like oh I don't want to interrupt the flow of the interview or any of that stuff he was really able to feel when the point landed whatever it is that we were talking about and he was also able to keep the audience moving forward which meant like wow that like I don't even know what he did but he did something like I just finished saying something and it made it seem like well now she just finished this now we are going to be you know talking about this this and this when we come back. From the sponsors, so it really made. I don't even know how it. It was really great how prepared he was to transition in that. In that, I appreciated that. Maybe I don't know if he has sponsors, but whatever he's putting in the middle there, I'm sure is you know in alignment with everything else. So yeah, you're right. And there you I, go. Um, I'm sure that um, it can really help, and I have to say that for me, y- again for Elsie's yoga class, I didn't. I I wouldn't want to the end. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, there weren't any real people that I wanted to work with for that show, which was really strange. And the other thing sometimes is like, they would come up to me or I was offered sponsors after the fact, sort of like, you know, the sponsors come in for a very gigantic buy. And they're like, Oh, my God, we need X amount more downloads. Let's go to get these little, these little guys over here to fill up the you know the buy and so it's sort Mm -hmm. of like whatever we just need download numbers pick these guys they've got good they've got good numbers and it's like well no i don't want to well why not well i don't want to well why not (laughs) because i don't want to so yeah you know it becomes this sort of like push and pull where it's like i feel so compelled to be part of this thing because it's a sponsor but it's was is it really worth it so not if know. you don't want one then no I know that's what i'm saying but it's like it feels like you have to because you're part of this big thing and we just we would love for you to be part of it and it's sold in that way but really they're just looking for more download numbers they're just looking for more impressions not your show just more impressions to fill out the yeah that's all so how was your experience with NAB? I mean, I know that you kind of alluded to the fact that there were lots of gearheads mm. there and that was like, it seemed like, mm. eh. It's you, not really for us. No, there's lots of, I mean, yeah, it's it's very high end. I mean, some of the, the you know... The hardware it's there is a like thousand dollar equipment.
0: Yeah. It's right. all kinds of like editing software, and, but it's like nothing I've ever seen before. Nothing that the average podcaster would want. I don't know that there are even sessions that we would be interested to attend. I I don't think it's there quite yet. Like it says, it's for audio people, but I mean, these are probably people who have been doing like professional radio and broadcasting for a really long time. And that was only one part of it was the audio. The other part was just a regular NAB. So it was all video cameras, lighting, um, screens, computers, all kinds of equipment. I mean, I'm making it even sound more cool than it was. I tried to walk around the audio section and I was just like, I don't even know what – it wasn't even like being in a podcasting type of show. It was like being in a scientific show about lasers and spectrometers or something. Like <laughs> None of it looked normal and usable for anybody like me. And I just would pop in. I popped in, saw Rob's session, popped in, did my session, walked around for a second to see if I needed to stay, realized it was ridiculous and left. There was just no reason for me to stay because I had no idea what I was
1: looking at. Yeah, I I've never been to NAB. I think the only time that I kind of sort of saw NAB is when it was going on at the same time with uh, New Media Expo because they were right there, right? Yeah. So um, and like even Rob is just like I mean I I understand
0: why you got why Libsyn sponsors it. You guys sponsor it in case somebody wants to talk about podcasting, but it's not like he's making amazing. You know, he can't walk around the show and necessarily make amazing connections. They have to sort of come to him because. They have to show interest in the podcasting world. Otherwise, it's like, what's the point? It's not like Libsyn needs all that kind of equipment.
1: Yeah, no, and you know? I think that part of going into NAB is is really based on the Libsyn Pro accounts, you know, and that's that's right. actually making those deals is by is very important. And and most of these, you know, the how to podcast podcasts like this and the things that we and the people that we serve are not Libsyn Pro. Users, in fact, they're mm-hmm. probably not listening to our show. <laughs> um, so, not. Libsyn Pro users are a whole ca- Are the people that are buying those thousands of dollars of cameras? They're thousands of. Do- they are established media people who are now trying to, or, or even not even trying to start a podcast, but like simply creating it's sort of like, you know, people who are doing the radio shows and all of a sudden they're just repurposing and having podcasts. It's like that. Those kinds of people who have the money, who are really just trying another distribution network, who want these powerful tools, who want to have all of this, you know, white labeled players and, you know, all this extra power and to run their own ad campaigns and do all that stuff. Those are the people that, um, that those connections move in through. Right. So it's, Total corporate. And so that is that is why it's important to go there. For for yeah. a company like Lipson, right? It's really not that important for um us. <laughs> exactly. I mean that's a that's mm-hmm. a different thing. So should we do some news? No. The
0: news you can use for the Informed Podcaster. Podcasting news.
1: So this article, I think you brought it over here. Google buys their own iTunes thing. Yeah. Business. What do you think of that? They're buying, yeah, they, what? Go ahead. (laughs) It
0: says, (laughs) Google acquires 60 dB to compete with Apple Podcasts. They acquired the podcast app, which was founded by the former Netflix execs. The transaction should help Google boost its podcast efforts. I mean, Apple did kickstart the podcast genre, but we have no idea. I mean, I guess Google is trying to get their little piece of the pie by acquiring this app. Oh, it says we're shutting down on Friday, November 10th, and we'll be joining the team at Google. We came to the conclusion that in order to accomplish our goals, we'd be better positioned if we joined someone with scale who shares our vision for what's possible with digital audio. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Interesting.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it was so interesting exactly with the, what you're talking about. This article, really, I did not like the headline. Um, it, I didn't share it. Or when I read it, I was like, do they have a little bit more extra information that we didn't have a couple weeks ago when this thing went down? No, they just, they're just, again, the headline is making assumptions That are not exactly what I feel is actually going down. So yeah, Google acquired 60db, and 60db came out right around the time when like Radio Public came out, and there was another one that I always I forget the the name of it. Like three of these type of podcast apps came out right around the same time, and we covered them all, Jess. We talked about all of these different Mm -hmm. apps, and my favorite one was Radio Public. 60db didn't really, eh, I just didn't really it didn't really do it for me when I first saw what this was about. Maybe Google um, can make it better now. Well, here's the thing though, because I think part of what um, the thing about this is that it's not necessarily that they're going to be using this app. It's that I really feel that Google, what Google bought here is the, is the talent. So on TechCrunch, the mm, article, the, the headline is Google Hires. Team at podcast app 60db service will shut down next month. That is a headline that actually tells you what's happening, because what happens here is they're shutting down the app, so it's not going not going to be developed anymore. These guys that were that developed this app both worked, uh, not both worked at Netflix, but there's like one of the guys was a Netflix dude. Um, they have a lot of um, uh, experience designing or actually coming up with this type of thing and and I think what what Google has desired to to want here is that algorithm that search algorithm and the way that Netflix work Netflix works and all that kind of stuff they're really hiring the brains behind this they're not hiring the app or they're wanting to develop the app i have a feeling that they're going to add um you know th- this kind of talent to whatever it is possibly that they're developing in there i'm not sure that they're going to build on this or simply have 6 dB all of a sudden have a Google label on the outside of it. No, they're so, shutting it down. Yeah, they're shutting it down. So what I feel Google has done here is that they've hired the team. They wanted the developers. Yeah. Gotcha. So that, in, in fact, that doesn't really... Necessarily, like it just it make that so this edgy labs this this thing that you linked into. I read this article yesterday, and it just seems like it's like Google, you know, acquires 60db to compete with Apple Podcasts, but it's like that's not really what it is. They just want to develop better podcasting tools (laughs) with
0: these people. Do they, or do they want to not have iTunes run the show? I don't know. I don't think that you know.
1: I don't think. I don't think that Google is that. So you In think they're things. editorializing? Yes, absolutely. With that title? Yes. I think TechCrunch did, th- that article from TechCrunch absolutely brings you like, the, the specifics really quick. And also Business Insider did one too. It says uh, Google, again, acquires podcast app 60 dB. That's literally the news is that and we can speculate on what happens
0: afterwards i mean it does say at the bottom it doesn't it's not clear how they're going to exploit the technology and team expertise but the acquisition should help it secure a chunk of the market if so if they do right, something about it it's all
1: editorializing because well, the excuse other th- me. no no but the other I thing i didn't realize that the other thing that happens too though is that there's been a couple of times that i that the apple team has bought i forgot the swell they bought an app called swell that was Um, a podcasting type app as well. And what they, and everybody was like, Ooh, Apple buying Swell, what's going to happen with that? What happens is they shut down the app and we haven't heard anything from that again. Mm -hmm. And Swell was also one of the sort of like highlights of Swell was that search functionality of being able to search certain types of things, or I, I can't remember exactly how it worked, but it, that was like, it's like selling point. And then they bought Swell and it disappeared. So mm-hmm. there are times when teams go out there and they will they will buy certain apps because they either they want to shut them down or they want to use specific bits and uh, the I think it's more about the brains of the people that they've hired they want those mm-hmm. people in so mm-hmm. I don't know it's just that I, I that art it's just that one article it's not that this is a big news in fact we got a lot of feedback for 60db it's like as soon as it happened what does this mean what does this mean? (laughs) Did you see this? And we're like, oh my God, yes, we saw it. (laughs) So I think it means, you know, Google is hopefully listening and wanting to uh, step into the game, which is all great. It's fantastic. I love it. But kind of like staying in in this conversation about apps, I'm sort of going to move CastBox into the mix. Have you seen what CastBox is, Jess, yet?
0: I have seen this, yes. I have, yes. It's just... It's like an app that's similar to the, it looks like what the podcast app used to look like, actually.
1: Right. It's like, it's, um, it's one like, of the- hi, we took Apple podcasts since you guys screwed it up and we're going <laughs> to, <laughs> we're going to just keep it the way it
0: is. Thanks. Bye.
1: Yeah. One of the best things about this app, I think that well, actually speaking of good acquisitions, I do feel that maybe Google could have bought this instead of 60 dB and that would have been a fantastic purchase. Mind you, it's created by an ex Googler. So she used to work at Google. This woman, she is a CEO, female CEO people. She uh, completely did this on her own. Obviously, she has a developer team or whatnot, but she kind of saw a need and created this app and the the beautiful thing about castbox if you have not checked it out is you need to go download castbox it is a free app it used to be it used to be supported by ads it was one of those free apps that had apps uh, ads popping into it but um she decided, she decided to remove that because of the. she wanted to concentrate on the user experience. So that's why she started to uh, raise money. It's literally identical to iTunes. Absolutely. And it's so much better because when you're searching for stuff there, you actually get results. Imagine that. And the second oh my thing God. Results. is results. What? I know. The other thing is that it also does... It gives you results based on the transcription of some shows. So if it doesn't have a keyword in the title or it doesn't have a keyword in the title of the show, it can actually give you results based on the title, uh, I mean, sorry, the the term being said in the podcast. How Mm -hmm. cool is that? So that's one of the only apps that does that. So the search functionality for Castbox, I feel, is fantastic. This is probably going to be one of the the ones that I tell people to download, especially if they're on Android. If you are on Android, Castbox, and you are in a, and you are a new like listener or somebody that has an Android comes up to you and says like, "What are these podcasts? Can you show me?" like what these are, I would actually send them over to CastBox because it will give them a wonderful experience to be able to discover shows that you've never seen before, where it actually is delivering um, search results right in your face. And it, it, I don't know. I mean, it's a lovely interface. The only thing that I don't like about it is that because they've been focusing in on the Discover, like searching stuff there that is really great, the actual player itself is not as refined. So the, f- the player is a little like, uh, it's not as sophisticated as some of the players that I, that I tend to use when I'm listening. And, um, and also the show notes at this moment don't have hyperlinks. And that's something that's a kind of a little bit of a deal breaker that's for annoying. me. Yeah. Uh, because most podcast app have hyperlinked show notes and they look so nice and it's so wonderful to be able to click straight through when you want to. But Castbox doesn't have that at this time, but I'm really excited that it's doing so good. In fact, Jess, um, I don't know if you, I don't think that you listen to <clears throat> as many as of the, uh, stats that we do for for Libsyn because they're kind of dry and there at the bottom at the end of the show. But usually what Rob does is that he breaks down by user agent. And then so the user agents are essentially like, well he'll say like, you know, Apple essentially is always number one in terms of the podcast apps and things like that. Like they rule, they rule the world. But then he breaks down the top five other mobile apps that are being used by other people to consume content. And those five apps almost, almost never change. And if there's a new app that comes into the scene, it's very, very low, like li- like almost minuscule amounts of people using it. But what was really interesting is that CastBox rose all the way up to, I believe, number six in one like like just it went all the way up. I mean, so that for us was like a, a show that of the power of of Google, because what happened is CastBox was featured on Google Play, uh, Google Play, the App Store. And so when it was featured in the App Store, it, it literally pushed it all the way up. And I think that, that that can show you what an app for Google could actually play in, in the world of podcasting. So right now, CastBox is doing really well. I'm very excited by it.
0: Yay. Yay,
1: CastBox. <laughs> what did he say? Yay! He said yay. <laughs> oh yay! So uh, I want to address one last thing that isn't in the show notes that I feel that people oh, need dear. to. I know that people need to know about because. Oh no! I know it's going to be sucky. But is it about iTunes? It is. It's actually about. Pop- oh no! I know it's about Apple Podcasts. I don't think I've oh, talked about this, wow. and it's been a problem. So okay, all right. So now what's happening is that when you go inside the podcast app itself, and let's say you search for, um, usually what used to happen if you searched inside Apple Podcasts for a term like, you know, marketing or, um, I don't know, agriculture or any of that kind of stuff. If there was a keyword or yoga, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you went in there because you were looking for a specific podcast that you didn't know have a name on it, but you, you had a key word, you would get results. Like you would get, you would get the podcasts, you would get, um, and you would get a lot of episodes. So you would get a lot of episodes that were in alignment with that. So back mm-hmm. in the day, I, did I type would type in agriculture and I did get that. Okay. So now, what I want you to, but here's what I want you to look. I want you to look at the amount of results that you got, because so if you, you know, typed in agriculture, you would have gotten the first screen probably has four podcasts, right? Yeah. And then when you see all it's seven, it's seven. And that is it though. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So here's the problem though. When before, when I used to type in that you would get the podcasts and then you would get hundreds of results. So you would just keep on scrolling down, just like Google, where it's like, you know, page one, two, three, and you can keep going down a rabbit hole. And especially for the episodes, whenever you got into the episodes, you would really get a lot of results. And so I was able to discover a lot of different shows. Like when I was doing a lot of learning about Facebook ads, I actually went inside of the podcast app and I searched Facebook ads. And I got not only did I get the shows that were all Facebook ad specific, but I got like a a slew of results of other podcasts that had covered Facebook ads. And so I was able to listen to all that. Now that's not there anymore. And and the results are skewed to a very specific type of podcast. So these are like the parameters around that, that you've got essentially a ton of all-time subscribers in iTunes. That's the number one skewer a ton of all-time subscribers in iTunes, nothing else. So the results that you're getting are people who have been in iTunes since its inception usually, and most of them have podfaded. So you're not getting any of the current podcasts that are covering whatever it is that you're covering new. So uh, it's, it's kind of disappointing and very frustrating. The only way you find a podcast in Apple podcast now is if you have a direct, the direct name of the podcast. You have to type that, the direct, the exact name in order for you to get that result. And if yeah. you don't have that, you can't find it. So you can't tell somebody at this moment, <laughs> go search for, cause if you search for the feed, we don't even come up because We just don't. (laughs) We don't come up. It's it's like you can't. You have this. What comes up? Horse feed? No, you. Yeah. No, you you should see the things like the one that feeds you comes up. Um, There's the other feed, the feed that's like the food feed. I want to see.
0: Hold on. I got to try it.
1: It's like it doesn't come up and there's no way for you to really if you just type in the feed, not if you type the entire name of the show, which is the official Lipson podcast, then it would come up. But if you just type in the feed, you get all kinds of funky results and it's not any of the ones that are about the feed. So that's um, very Yeah, it's daily feed by Slate. Yeah, and then look the one you feed Frog Pants Studios Ultra Feed Bible Study Podcast (laughs) podcast feed, and if I see all, there's a feed podcast, then then another one that's Jenston Franklin RSS feed. Major, you know, it doesn't come up. So it's you have to either share the direct link to your podcast's app URL or tell them the exact name to search, or I don't even know what to say. It's just messed up at this moment. Hopefully they'll open that up. But in terms of frustration with yet another way that Apple is not delivering is this is frustrating. I hope that they do change this because that's a you know, major bummer. It's really bummer.
0: frustrating when you're trying to record a podcast and your kid <laughs> keeps throwing Mr. Potato Head pieces at your face. <laughs> That's also frustrating. In fact, more so than what Apple's doing, I would say. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I can't even get mad at what you're talking about because I had nose and then shoes oh and then the God. whole potato, the whole potato just right across my lap. Oh my God. I'm so, I'm so sorry.
2: Did you get the angry eyes?
0: No, he only has the funny eyes. I don't think we have the angry eyes.
1: I didn't even know there were angry eyes.
0: Well, he has eyebrows. Oh. He can you can do eyebrows, That's I think.
1: Right, you can't do eyebrows. Yeah. I get it.
0: Mhm. All okay. right. Well, thank All you right. for that iTunes Apple podcast <laughs> update, Elsie. Maybe like- we should just do a segment.
1: Oh no, I know we're. We'll do like- a
0: segment of else, you know, a- a- <laughs> i'm trying to think of what to call it that's clever and another like- update and i'll do it like this another apple podcast <laughs> update by elsie <LC>. womp, womp.
1: <laughs> and then you can just start i know so and then i and then i would be all. like hi like very happy like super <laughs> super like oh my god no, that, uh, I'm sure that, sorry we should just guys. just do a segment every time. I know, just bringing more, more death.
0: <laughs> You're like <laughs> Debbie Downer with the I, iTunes thing.
1: I I know, I know, but yeah, I don't know if there's wah, a segue. Wah. <laughs> wah, wah. I don't know if there's a segue out of this um, into something more joyous, but um, I. I mean, we us see. Dirty we, podcast, Dirty John, Dirty podcast. Dirty podcast,
0: <laughs> Dirty John. So is, I is guess that this
1: joyful? this would be kind of like a little bit up your alley because you've been thinking of also doing a. Um, you know how people keep asking like, how do you monetize a podcast all the time? Who me? No, yeah, not I me, mean, not you, but me. Bill asking that was asking John. the world. Oh, what? What? What do you mean? Who me? The ho- Oh, that was John. That was John. <laughs> See, now I'm so confused. I'm like, yeah, you. It's Hello. Yeah, it's you.
0: Too many drops on too the many podcast. Drops on the too podcast. many drops.
1: So this is a new, the new, like, I guess people are really loving this podcast. It's called Dirty John. Oh. Dirty oh, John, me.
0: yeah. Who, <laughs> oh, me.
1: Oh, me? It's Dirty
0: John. It's Dirty, Dirty John. John is a
1: fascinating
0: tale of murder and mayhem.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. And So, yeah, if you want to listen to that kind of stuff, go ahead and binge listen to it. Or actually get this, Jess. It it is actually completely and utterly readable. So he did a six-part series where it's completely written out. So you don't even have to listen. You could just read. And from some of the reviews that I've read, reading of it is much better experience than listening. So, Oh, really? Why? Well... I think that the the story itself, as it's being read, is very beautifully written and evocative, whereas the show itself, because I did listen to all of it, so I've, I've listened to, to the entire thing. I, I don't think it's as good as the written word either. And what's interesting is that they have bits and pieces of the interview with the women that were involved in this. And I have to say that sometimes people's voices kind of turn you off, and then there's times where I'm like, "Really?" This like I was a little perturbed by the um, I don't even know how to say it by some of the crazy choices that were made by uh, some of the women in this in this uh, <laughs> scenario here. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. it's tougher. It's 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 kind of weird. Like when somebody's telling the story about somebody else going through this and like taking the guy back and all that kind of stuff. There's there's one layer of understanding. But when the interviewer is actually asking the woman, like, why did you take it back, take him back, and and she kind of doesn't even have an answer. Like there's a point where you just kind of go, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like this is is this How for do real? You not have an answer. Y- yeah. yeah and like well, like it's just so
0: kind of crazy because it just seemed like I think women do that because. Don't have anything better to do,
1: oh, but this was—I mean, it was just so crazy, though. I mean, I'm sitting there going, "I." And hope- also,
0: he was very persuasive.
1: <sighs> well, it doesn't matter. He very was persuasive. scary, is what I'm saying. He was scary, but
0: he was—he would be scary and then convince you. Have you? I—I've I been mean, there. I wanna, I'm,
1: that's why I'm not too. Haven't judgmental. you been
0: in a situation where the person is off and then they convince you that you're off? Of course. Well, so that's what was happening. Yeah. Like I used to get mad at my ex for spending all the rent money on pot and then he would say things like "lighten up, Francis." Right. And
1: then you would go, "You're oh, no fun. I, I deserve yeah. to have. Right. Yeah,
0: I deserve right. to. I work all I work 16-hour yeah. days. We have two children. Like if I need to, you know, do this, then it's not fair for you to And I'd be in my head. I'd be listening to this going, "Right, but it's the rent though. But it's no, I, the right. rent though." Yeah. But isn't it the rent though? <laughs> You know, like, yeah, but and yet still you I mean, it's partially for the sake of knowing you're you're not crazy, but not wanting to argue. You know what I mean? It's just like you can only argue so much. Yeah. So he was and, and maybe, you know, and like and like her at the time, I don't think it's not that I had nothing better to do, but I didn't have very many options. I was really young and I was had a baby and I don't know what her deal was, but in a class in college it was a communications class, but it was like a one of those, lo- it was called Love and Gender or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I learned that women stay in a relationship, they don't stay in a relationship based on the relationship, they stay in a relationship based on what they think is the alternative. And depending on what that alternative is, they'll stay. So for example, if they feel like, even though he hits me, is he the best I can do? Is there anyone else out there that will give me X? If not, they'll stay and put up with it. Depending on whatever it is their values are. So if the value is to have a handsome husband or money or athletic, whatever it is, they'll stay. Yeah, it's I, sad, I, but it's true. And if you look I, at women who stay in the relationships like that, at least for me, I I kind of stayed till I felt like I could have better options, or at least until I knew I wasn't crazy. You know.
1: I think that part of it, you're, you're right. I think that there's a di- a lot of different layers to this. And I think one of the reasons that I was so, uh, is because I've been there and I would hope that when I am, I guess you know what it was. This guy like, didn't hit her though, I right? Was like, he was just nuts. Like I never he, got hit. I wasn't in a no, physical he
0: was, relationship well, he at was, all. I, I, I just mean, there was being was, manipulated because he was older and and I was insecure. So he seemed smarter until he didn't.
1: Right. No, he he right? was a, you know? absolutely a dangerous human. I mean, he really was. There were like countless. There was like all of these things that she found out about him that there had been uh, a myriad of um. Uh, what, what do you call those things when restraining orders? There were a lot of restraining orders put out with uh, other women that I put from him. He had totally stolen from them. He was he was jailed. He <laughs> He was in jail. I mean, there was like all of these crazy things that he had done, where she she found out about it, and that's why she ended up sort of like leaving him and wanting to get the marriage annulled. And then all of
0: a sudden, and she then she took him back. (laughs) It was like I know, I know. Oh my god!
1: And she has older daughters, and she had like I I know,
2: and all the money she had.
1: So I was just like, are you not afraid he's going to take half of your life? I mean, how can you pay for? I I don't know. Anyway, so all that shit. I I was just like, what the hell? Regardless, though, people are loving it because it's an interest because you can't not listening. I mean, you can't like You kind of want to know like what happens. Right. Yeah. Because in the end, I'm like, this guy will make her life hell for the rest of her life. Like he's that kind of person who will forever mess your life up for the rest of your life in all kinds of different ways but the for reason that I, reason. yeah for the but the reason that I'm bringing this forward is because this was a headline and this, so here's the headline on Digiday and it said how the Los Angeles Times used hit podcast dirty john to drive newsletter signups because and so I'm bringing this forth more from the marketing Point of view for podcasters because we get these questions all the time. How do I get people to sign up for my show, or if that works, or how to make money podcasting? Because one way to do it is to get people to sign up to your email list and then you can sell them on your stuff, right? Because that's that's part of the thing. So here's some information that they mentioned on the show. And mind you, this is one of the biggest shows right now in podcasting. It, they, I'm, I don't know what their numbers are, but it's getting a ton of press and it is hitting all the buttons where people like to, you know, this is the kind of stuff the majority of people kind of are really into. So... It said two weeks prior to the series debut at the beginning of October, the Times ran teasers for the series across the print issues along with the digital house ads telling readers they should download the essential California newsletter to find out when the new episodes of the show would be available. So anybody that visited Dirty John's written components on the Times site also got a bounce exchange notification calling for people to sign up for the newsletter. So that's smart, right? So that's like essentially a pop-up and they were already uh, sort of driving the narrative around you need to listen to the show. You got to be in the know. And the way that you know this is through the newsletter. And that campaign itself generated over 21,000 new signups, more than five times the total that the newsletter had attracted since the beginning of 2017 when it launched. The podcast itself was also a big success. Its episodes have been downloaded, oh, here we go, over five million times in less than a month. So that's a lot of downloads, and it's also a lot of newsletter signups. But here is where I find that the information from here is really valuable for you guys. So... Even though there were all of these signups, and even though all of this stuff came through, here's what they say: that didn't drive many immediate subscriptions. And this is subscriptions to the to the LA Times, because that's really the, at the core of this is that the LA Times is suffering. <laughs> Most newsletters are suffering. They want to make money to stay afloat. So signing the newsletter thing is great, but really, what we really want is the subscriptions so that all of this stuff has not driven many immediate subscriptions with Campbell calling the overall subscriptions during that period fairly average. But Campbell is confident that there will be chances to convert them later. Email. I think Ca- so too. Right. Email Campbell said is a top three subscription channel for trunk, which reported 2020, 220,000 digital subscriptions across its titles in its most recent earning report. So, but so, Yes. So that's the first step, right? Getting people to sign Mm -hmm. up for the newsletter. And immediately, but what I think what I want to drive home here is that the immediate success of getting people to convert, which is what we, those of us that are wanting to make a living in some way, sell some courses, sell some consulting, sell some whatever we are selling. It doesn't happen right when they sign up to the newsletter. And it might. When do you think? I would love to hear, like, a, 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 a again. Maybe at the end of what? When? How how long should we give them, Jess? If if we were to approach, um, Campbell here and say, so how did it work out? What are the conversions? Mm. When did you? When did you start to see? Depends on how long the show. I mean, isn't it like a finite? Yeah, it's done. The show's done, right? The show's done.
0: Yeah. I don't know, like a couple months, three months. Okay,
1: because I mean, I would like to know that too, because I feel that we don't have that kind of data. It's like you get like, ooh, 21,000 subscribers, right? And they had a really great campaign to be able to drive people to sign up. But all in all, what happens next? And did it actually happen? And do they have supporting material because dirty john is what got them in there if you don't have any more dirty john like things to offer why are people going to stay opening up your newsletter
0: well and what else right what else are you offering yeah exactly what's their incentive now right to subscribe it's an interesting question yeah i can't imagine what the answer is either
1: yeah i mean it's it's great that they did this um i think that it was a smart campaign uh really good i mean the, the, in in terms of driving the campaign. subscription it's a great it's certainly a,
0: worth learning from for yeah. sure yeah
1: so i'm i'm interested to see if it actually helps the la times cuz i thought like part of the i don't think they really had to invest well, you know what? I don't even, I shouldn't say that because I'm not sure what it took to get all of that audio. Cause it wasn't like necessarily the podcast itself is not beautifully edited, meaning with all of the wonderful transitions and that it sounds really thought, thought, thoughtly put together. I don't even know how, how to say thoughtfully. that. Thoughtfully, thoughtfully I guess. put yeah, together. Thoughtfully put together. I mean, they're, they're come. It seemed a little bit, if I may say a little um, amateurish. But it's okay with me. Like, I don't mind that. I think it was great because the story was so strong that I really enjoyed it. But I think, I don't know what they got. Like, they did so, they had so much tape when interviews with all of the women and a bunch of the guys in there and and with the lawyer and all kinds of people's voices in there. So I don't know what it took for this writer to go and get all that tape. And I don't know if he did Mm. that in the first place. And that's why he wrote the story. So it was sort of like he does that anyway. And then he wrote the story and then they go, why can't we take this tape and make it into a podcast? And it was, I don't know if that's what was a thing, right? Right. So, but anyway, I just thought that we should, uh, we should do that. Do you want to talk about this longer episodes thing you put in here? I don't know what that means.
0: Yes, I know you don't know what it means. Okay. (laughs) Basically, we got feedback that says... I was listening to your show, and I love when you talked about X, Y, and Z. I really miss the longer episodes. Why did you guys cut them?
1: No, I don't think that it was that. It was the last one that we had was forty minutes long. Do you remember why? No,
0: no, this is before that has been. This has been in my email for a while.
1: No, it hasn't because I saw exactly when it came through because I looked at the times.
0: Oh my god!
1: I looked at the times when I saw that email. Okay. Our last the at last episode that she wrote about it was when we released that forty minute episode.
0: But she said a few of them have been short. Mm.
1: What do you guys think? Because I'm I'm still I don't know. I mean, I'm cool with ninety minutes. I'm cool with ninety. But no, you're not. But it's like it has to have like the amount of information that really needs to be in there. Yeah, that's true. Right. Right. So, yeah. I mean, and there's it's sort of like if you're, like, finished at a party and then you're kind of done with the party, you got to go. You yeah. don't stick around until everybody's gone. I mean, I mean not This me. party Maybe is that's- currently rowdy.
0: This particular party <laughs> has a lot of bikers in it and, like, some... <laughs> Like Remember the end of Weird Science when like all the bikers show up and start spitting on the floor and like, smell it. Remember? And, and Anthony uh, Michael Hall's like, you come in here stinking up the place <laughs> and believe me, you do stink. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. <gasps> You've never seen Weird Science? John, Can't do you it... remember that? Oh my Please God, it's my
2: remember. one of my favorite movies. It that's was so
1: long ago. Ever.
0: It was so long oh ago. Oh my God, his grandparents are in the closet. It's so good. Well, that's my situation right now. I've got the stinky bikers at this party. (laughs) Slamming open doors, throwing toys in the mashed potatoes. Oh my God. Bothering
1: dad, bothering mom. I remember there was one time when I, the girls were so quiet and I was so excited and I'm like, Mm. oh my gosh, this is going to be great. And then I opened the door and the entire living room was, I don't even know how they did what they did.
0: I'm just watching
1: it. I'm, I'm not even in another room.
0: I'm actually watching it take place. <laughs> he's in the toy box, throwing stuff behind him like he's in a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's like his own little cartoon character. It's horrible. So yeah, that was about the long, longer apps. You don't want to talk about the telenovela thing?
1: Oh my gosh! So let me really quickly um, talk about the telenovela. Thing. So I was so I was kind of proud. You know, when I saw that because of the headline, because again, I fall into the headline of some of these things. And it said the first ever bilingual podcast is also a telenovela, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I went and looked at it. And, you know, Kate Del Castillo, I've been I've been following Kate Del Castillo since I was a teenager, because at the time that I was introduced to her as like sort of like a famous actress, she was doing a, a, a novela in Spanish called uh, Muchachitas. So all of you ladies, I I expect to hear you guys out there who are my Latino women who watched Muchachitas when you were a teenager. Muchachitas. Tell me about it because I will love you forever. But anyway, I was watching Muchachitas and there was like essentially a, a bunch of teenage girls in high school going through, you know, all kinds of love things um and that's what i used to watch and she was the evil one she was like one of the evil ones in there she's always cast as the evil one because she's very dramatic looking very dr- and she like she's very dramatic looking and uh her fate and anyway <laughs> so i'm like okay so kate has come up and whatever and i saw that this article came up and i thought oh this is neat it's like um this sort of narrative-type podcast. It's called Celestial Blood, where they, I mean, the, the story is very convoluted. It's sort of like the story of Sol and Mundo, Lucero, brother and sister twins who travel to Mexico from New York to their strange father's funeral. And then once they go to the funeral, they find out that they've got nine long-lost siblings who help them learn family secrets. And so it's called Celestial Blood because every single one of the children is named after a planet. <laughs> so, wow. I know. And so that I'm like, crazy. okay. Right? And so then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to... Whatever, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. I'm gonna check it out. Um, I have to say that I was very sad when I heard it. <laughs> I was, I was, I had to, I couldn't Jess, I could only, mind you, I am a, you know, I am a professional podcast listener, and I am open to almost everything, and I will listen. I could not get through the first like ten minutes of this. Oh my god. <laughs> That is exactly how I felt sadly. And yeah no, not so good, not so good. I uh, and Kate is it in that well Kate is the narrator in the show. So she narrates um the story and then there are other voice actors that come in that play the parts of all of the celestial siblings that are around there and um it it was um it, um i think that the script probably is not so good i mean i may be i may be wrong but i it was not my cup of tea and i'm very sad because uh, i don't know and because so in this um Article, here's a quote from the article that got me very excited. It said, quote, a lot of my work in journalism is to make sure that different kinds of voices and people are being included and we hear from them, she says. So I really wanted to create a podcast for a public that's being ignored for the most part. My goal is to start a small revolution and to bring more Latinos to the medium and get more people to listen to them, end quote. So... I want that myself. You're
0: running the show right now. Is it going well?
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, how much can oh. I talk? Well, I know. I was like, um, where did Jess go? She left, I think.
0: Well, first he grabbed the mic stand. Oh, my God. And then he started, then he started shaking it. And then when he let go, he poked himself in the eye. Oh, of course. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you going to be okay? Sad Muffin. I need you. I know you need me. Give me a hug. Come here. It's okay. Oh, oh my gosh. It's okay. Shh, sad Muffin. Are you okay? I'm sorry. Did that hurt your little eye? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Are you all better? Wait, is your eyeball still in there? Let me see. No. Where'd it go? I don't know. Is it on the floor? No. You better find your eye. Look my eye. Is it lost? No, yes, it isn't lost. It got lost? Oh, it's here. It's here. It's here? Okay, good. Oh, he's touching it. Okay, good. It's here. Oh, good. That was a joke. I know. I think. <sighs> 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 yeah. Sorry, guys. Descended in tragedy. Oh, well,
1: but he is much gone like now. the
0: telenovela.
1: Talk, yes, <laughs> yes, very much, very much, much like, like the telenovela. telenovela. You are correct. Oh, the other
0: thing I-, I wanted to tell you about. Which did I tell you about this already? I did.
1: No, did you?
0: Yeah. So I was in New York, and I was telling, uh, like, my dad and his two seventy-year-old buddies were asking me about how to listen to podcasts and, like, how to do it. And I was, like, showing them at lunch, like, the podcast app and how to work it and stuff. And then um, my my dad's friend Larry was like, well, wait a minute. Doesn't it work if you just ask Siri? And I was like, Siri's not going to come up with your podcast. And he And he holds down Siri and he goes, history podcast. And, yes, yeah, seven of them came up. You can totally tell That's Siri awesome. – play you know find she podcast podcast and it will come right up in the app and everything that is nice so for those of you who are trying to figure out how to teach people how to listen to your podcast check Siri, see if it works and then tell people you don't, don't even show them the app don't even do a screenshot just say siri play this podcast and see what happens oh or you gosh. mean obviously you We're test it first Of course. Yeah. Try it and try to see what to tell Siri and then tell your audience, listen, you want an easy way of doing this? Siri, X and Y and Z. And then your audience now has an easy way of listening to your show without having to fiddle with the app.
1: I love it. We're going to have to try it because that actually plays into what I was talking about, which is that inclusion, right? For the people that are kind of being ignored and that don't get some stuff uh the, the, the i think the challenge here is uh very exemplified by this telenovela thing happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where that the telenovela that it's not executed in the way like the, it was it, the, the the translation between one genre into another was not strong and i cannot imagine my you know aunts <laughs> who to watch these telenovelas sitting there listening to this because it was really not up to par. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. It was very tongue in cheek and kind of silly and funny and right. that didn't even appeal to the younger audiences like the millennials and stuff like there needs to be more like I I wanted more and I was the idea and the ethos that this woman brought forward I was like yes yes so that's why I was all in I'm like I'm going to listen to this thing I'm going to do it for the because I want to support and then mm. I just couldn't get through it and that made me sad so yeah yeah this whole- <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but hey if somebody else finds it appealing go go check it out so you can look at um celestial blood mm-hmm uh and you can go check that out and uh download it and then let me know if maybe i'm wrong because it is bilingual it's like here's like english It it it's essentially primarily english and then it kind of goes back and forth like there's like spanglish in there and some spanish things happening too but uh yeah it's both so how's that
0: awesome all right it's a good place to stop
1: yes it is it is a good Before t- he the g- his actual IO yeah that would not be good so if you guys have any feedback you guys can send us some feedback over to feedback at shepodcast.com. feedback at shepodcast.com. you can also follow us on Twitter at shepodcast. you can check out our Facebook page. A Facebook page, facebook.com slash she podcast. And of course, our she podcast group who is heading, uh, you know, closer to 8,000 peeps right now. We've just updated our rules and regulations. Woohoo! So um, you, can check- <laughs> you can go and check that out. But thank you, Jess. And thank you, Isaac, for doing thank your Thank you. Come here, Isaac. Do you want best- to say anything? Yes.
0: Come here. Isaac. Okay, yes. Do you want to say anything into the microphone? Yeah. What do you want to say? I want to know my daddy will watch the because it's over. Yeah, the movie's over. Yeah. And mommy's all done recording. Are you happy? It's not school day. Do you think you, you want to sing a song to the people before we go? Yeah. What should we sing? Should we sing row, row, row your boat? That's off. No, don't take that off.
2: <laughs> row, row, alligator. row your boat. He has his mother's Can mic technique. Yes, he
1: does. That was about if to you me. see an
0: alligator.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Uh, <laughs> I just lost my hearing.
0: <laughs> I didn't expect him to do that. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. That was unexpected. That
2: was like, You're telling me. Good ending.
0: Okay. okay, thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry, it yes. was a giant pain in the ass. Stop okay. touching my mic, boy. Okay. All right. All right. Talk to you guys later. Okay.
2: Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Mean it. Yay.